Hey everyone, welcome back to the Souls Work Podcast, the show about uncovering our authentic selves through doing both the light work and the shadow work. I'm your host, Janice Ho, therapist in training and fellow human navigating this beautiful, complex, sometimes frustrating thing called life. And I hold conversations on this podcast about doing therapy and trauma healing work, navigating relationships, exploring polyamory, sex and intimacy, and so much more sometimes solo, sometimes with guests. And we get vulnerable and deep and honest here. And my guests and I share personal stories and lessons learned that many of our listeners really relate to. So today is just going to be a short episode to introduce myself and the show in case you're new here. And also because the Souls Work podcast is on YouTube for the first time, if you're not on here, on YouTube already, you can go watch this and me on my channel at the Souls Work podcast. Also today, you'll find out what topics I'll be discussing in season four with my amazing lineup of guests. So first off, who am I? Well, there are so many ways, obviously, I can answer that question, but I want to name some of my social identities so you, you know some of the lenses that I might speak through on the podcast. So first, I am a second-generation Korean-Canadian, born and raised in what is known as Toronto, Ontario. I will be turning 41 this year. We're in March 2023 right now. And I've been freelancing as a copy editor and marketing consultant for the past few years. But as I mentioned, I am also a therapist in training. I'm almost at the end of year one of a five-year part-time program. So it's going to be a while before I can actually work with clients. But for now, I am loving the training. So much of it aligns with what I've already been sharing here on the podcast and what I've been doing in therapy and all that self-work that I share about with you. And I feel like I've grown exponentially in just the last few months of the program. If you want to learn more about why I decided to become a therapist, you can check out my episode Turning 40 from Season 3. I answer that question there. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Janice Hope Counseling to follow me on my journey of becoming a therapist. I also wanted to name some of my privileged identities, including being a Canadian citizen, a cisgender woman, able-bodied, well-educated by Western cultural standards. I have a master's of criminology. And as I mentioned, I'm Korean, which in this white supremacist culture is afforded certain privileges relative to certain other racialized groups. And also, on the other hand, being an Asian woman in a white supremacist patriarchal culture, I have experienced oppression and trauma related to those identities. And I will be chatting about all of that in upcoming episodes this season. Another interesting part of my life experience is that although I am relatively financially privileged now, growing up, I was very much the opposite of that, especially when I was in high school, uh, when my family was on welfare. And also during most of my 20s, um, I left home as soon as I graduated high school when I was 19. And I struggled a lot with money and jobs for many years. And that experience of not being financially privileged in a capitalist society was extremely impactful in terms of me experiencing further trauma, developing a very low sense of self-worth, because you really do feel like a second-class citizen when you're at the bottom of that socioeconomic ladder. And also my physical health and my housing situation suffered because those things are very much tied to whether we have financial privilege or not, right? So this particular experience of trauma 
has really stayed with me and shaped my current perspectives when it comes to this idea of wellness, because wellness, I have learned, isn't just about the emotional or mental work we do internally. It's also about how well we are physically, whether that's nourishing our bodies with good food or enough rest, for example. Wellness can also depend on whether we have the kind of work life that affords us enough time to actually slow down and care for ourselves, right? Wellness is also about whether we feel safe walking down the street and being around other people in our own neighborhood. Does it actually feel like a community, right? Or are we instead constantly bracing and in hypervigilant mode because our body is always tuned to the things in its environment as potential threats, as it was for me for many, many years growing up? Looking back, I can see how almost impossible it was for me to experience the kind of consistent internal grounding I would have needed to do the kind of self-work I talk about on this podcast. You know, I was in an almost continuous state of fight, flight, or freeze for years because of all the stresses stresses in my life. And maybe if I had a trauma therapist to work with back then, I could have experienced some quote-unquote progress, but I didn't have the money to do so. And there is something around financial access to therapy and, and mental health support. And ultimately, I can see how any healing and cultivation of safety I might have gained would not be truly sustainable if I couldn't also get out of the sometimes unsafe housing I lived in or not have to work multiple jobs to stay afloat. Now that I have access to these things like therapy, downtime, a nicer, calming place to live in through being more financially privileged. I can see how easy it is to believe the narrative that it's all about just changing your mindset and quote unquote, getting out of your own way. But I talked about this all the way back in season one in my spiritual bypassing episode. And I continue to be really passionate about challenging what I feel is this common narrative in the quote unquote wellness space of how we can just all manifest the kind of life we want if we just change our thinking and say our positive affirmations, right? If we just remove all the barriers in our lives, which assumes that everyone has complete power to restructure their lives as long as they want it bad enough. And while I absolutely believe in the power of personal agency, this podcast and my own personal journey is a very obvious testament to that. That narrative can really do a lot of damage or harm by ignoring or diverting our attention away from also addressing these other powerful factors that do influence our opportunities for wellness, connection, and safety. So if you don't know or can't tell already, a huge value of mine is social justice. And it's why I was so passionate about my studies in university. I was a criminology and sociology double major. And also why I was really invested in both my paid and volunteer work in the criminal justice field, which I did my first career in, because social injustice is very much intertwined with criminal justice issues. And as I've gone down this path of spiritual development and trauma healing, I've also been invited by educators I have followed, like Lisa Renee Hall, Thais Sky, Resma Menachem, for example, to also turn inward, to examine how the ideologies of these oppressive systems we live under perhaps also show up in myself in really nuanced, unconscious ways. And I will definitely do an episode this season on what this anti-oppressive work has looked like for me and why it's been such an integral part of my trauma healing process, as well as the process of training to become a therapist. So about the Soulzerk podcast, I started this podcast in 2018 to add one more, in my opinion, much needed Asian woman's voice to the podcasting landscape. 
and specifically talking about topics that really matter to me, including self-development, trauma, therapy, addictions, relationships, sex, and one outcome of my trauma as an Asian woman, that particular intersection of identities has been to shrink myself, to stay small, play it safe, don't rock the boat. And authentically, that is not who I am. I am someone with a lot of fire and passion. I am naturally very expressive and a communicator, including through writing. And I have shit to say about the things I care and think deeply about. So this podcast has been a way for me to practice putting my voice and experience out there for others to hear. And sometimes it is scary as fuck. I still have moments, even this morning, of like, why the fuck do I do this again? (laughs) Like To know that I can be very easily judged or misunderstood perhaps for what I say, that I might change my own mind down the road about things I put out into the world, Uh, you know, that others might potentially find offensive or not quote unquote politically correct because I'm still learning and I fuck up sometimes for sure. But my approach always has been to prioritize breaking the silence and the shame around openly discussing these sometimes uncomfortable, but like, common topics that everybody goes through, this common struggles over shutting down due to my fear of criticism. I know I will change my mind about certain things down the road when my mind and soul become more expanded. And I will do my best to stay humble along the way, keep learning, and hope that others will afford me some grace if I fall short from time to time. But for now, I'm going to keep on talking. So I say the Soulzerk podcast is about uncovering our authentic selves through doing both the light work and the shadow work. So what is the light work? What is the shadow work? And I mean, I am still contemplating a new tagline for the show because can we really fit all of the work involved in moving toward a more authentic life into these two very binary buckets? (laughs) No, but the reason I initially framed the podcast using these concepts is because I mainly wanted to emphasize that the wellness world, what have you, tends to, in my opinion, focus much more on the light work, which I see as things like meditation, yoga, affirmations, positive thinking, gratitude practices, and so on. So these kinds of healing practices that tend to bring about a state of lightness and calm, maybe transcendence even. And as I always say on this podcast, those practices can be so beneficial in one's process of healing and connecting more with our authentic selves. I've talked about some of that in in our episodes as well as some of my guests have. But also, sometimes those very practices can, number one, be used to bypass the not-so-light work, the shadow work, that might need attending to as well. Or number two, it's just that the hyper-focus on the light work can make us oblivious to these other practices that could potentially be so life-changing for us if we only just knew about them. So for me, what that so-called shadow work has looked like in my process of healing complex trauma specifically, which is the experience I speak from here when I talk about trauma healing, includes feeling into some hard-to-hold emotions like grief, for example, also accessing repressed parts of myself like anger, and really learning to grow my capacity to be with and move through those sometimes tough experiences without getting overwhelmed or stuck in them. Um, It has also involved doing the anti-oppression work, the anti-racism, anti-bias work, and All of that has often been grappling with shame, feeling through sometimes hard, heavy, painful feelings. And it all absolutely does get easier to navigate. But the shadow work, as you can tell, is most definitely not the sexy stuff that Instagram posts are made of. 
Uh, but in creating this podcast, I really wanted and continue to strive to highlight both sides of the conversation and contemplating what does it really mean to heal, to be living authentically, to feel fulfilled and safe and nourished. My point is that the process of moving toward authenticity doesn't always feel light and easy and like we're on a high. And if we're avoiding going into those more shadowy places, it's maybe something to just be aware of and consider because the healing process does often include that as well. And of course, having support to go into those depths is really important. And I talk a lot about that, particularly in seasons two and three in my healing trauma series. So in season one of the podcast, I talked about things I was learning about at the beginning of my so-called spiritual development journey, which I would say began in 2015 when I started working with a life coach. So topics like connecting with my intuition, identifying my core values, doing self-care practices, as well as exploring my internalized oppression as an Asian woman and sharing about my alcohol dependency story. And I also had a few guests who graciously shared about their own personal experiences with mental illness and navigating relationships. And four years later, after recording season one, um, I revisited each of my solo episodes and wrote blog posts sharing my reflections about what were my thoughts four years later on what I said. Did I have the same perspectives? Did I regret anything I put out there? Uh, so you can check out the blog and those posts at thesoulsworkpodcast.com to find out where I landed. Then season two picked up a whole two years after season one ended because I needed a really long break to do more of the work rather than share about the work. Uh, during that time, I was first really learning about what complex trauma was and realizing I myself had experienced trauma, lots of it. <laughs> and I was learning about my anxious attachment style, my abandonment wound, and it was when I started working with my current trauma therapist to really begin, begin exploring a lot of my unresolved trauma and ongoing patterns that were showing up in my romantic relationship at the time. So I took some time off to do all of that emotional processing. And after a while, didn't even know if I was going to come back to podcasting because so much time had passed. But in April 2020, when we began the lockdown due to the COVID-19 pandemic, I was starting my alcohol-free journey and trying to find podcasts on alcohol dependency. And in that search, I was reminded, as I was when I started this podcast, that Asian voices are underrepresented when it comes to these kinds of important discussions. So I got on the mic again to share about my experiences with alcohol dependency and going alcohol free and why it was so damn hard. And I am just about three years alcohol free, by the way, and feel great about it. Um, and I will do an episode in season four for my three year AF anniversary to share how I got this far. So by the beginning of season two, I had been well underway in my trauma healing journey. So I had lots to share about the trauma psychoeducation I had learned. As I mentioned, I started my healing trauma series talking about things like what is trauma? What causes it? Why do we still get triggered in the present by things that happened in the past? Like, why can't we just let that shit go? And I had learned ways I could work toward disrupting my lifelong trauma patterns that had developed to essentially protect me when the trauma was happening in the past, but that over time were no longer serving me. If anything, 
they were making it hard for me to get to a secure place in my relationships and with myself. I just want to say here that looking back, I can see how I had a very narrow scope in terms of the resources I was taking in around trauma and attachment, the majority of which was by white authors. And those are the resources that I therefore talked about on the podcast. And that is something I've really been expanding on in terms of who I learn from. And to also acknowledge that a lot of the education in the field um, has become quote unquote legitimized because they are now presented as research, as science by primarily white folks, but that that knowledge has been around for a long time. For example, a lot of that wisdom around somatic or body-based healing practices go way back to indigenous and black communities, for instance. And as I go forward in training to become a therapist in a Western framework or approach, I'm also at the same time taking on a decolonizing therapy journey to stay really critically aware of how the mental health and therapy system can sometimes replicate these oppressive systems and cause harm. And in season four, I will be doing an episode to share about my decolonizing therapy and healing experience. So in season three, I continued my healing trauma series and also had some amazing guests on the podcast to talk about relationships, sex and intimacy, connecting with our intuition. And a really big theme that season was embodiment and becoming more in tune with our body's internal experience and wisdom. This has potentially been the most transformative shift for me in my healing and personal growth process, uh, particularly shifting from a more intellectual or mind-based approach to really leading from a place of my body and essentially what I would call my intuition. Um, In season three, I also shared about my experiences practicing solo polyamory, one of my most listened to episodes. So another thing to know about me is that I was in monogamous relationships for most of my life, but have been practicing solo polyamory with a leaning toward relationship anarchy since the summer of 2021. And I'll be diving into more conversations about both of those things in season four. On that note, we are now kicking off season four of the Souls Work Podcast. I am so excited about what's coming up. In fact, my first guest episode is already out with Denise Chung, where we talk about healing trauma and reconnecting with our erotic power, as well as both of our experiences practicing solo polyamory and relationship anarchy. So after this episode, you can jump over there and catch what was an incredibly nourishing conversation for me. I know you're probably going to love hearing from Denise as well. I've already mentioned some other episodes that we'll be dropping in season four, but in addition, we'll also continue talking about deepening our intimate relationships and doing therapy and the trauma healing work as we do on the podcast. Um, I'll be sharing more about internal family systems therapy or parts work that has really helped me transform my relationship to myself and in turn to others. It is my go-to process for when I get triggered or activated by something. So I will dive a lot more into that. And we'll be getting into the healing work around intergenerational trauma and abusive relationships as well, working through grief. And there's so much more. I cannot wait to get into all of it with you. Um, So I'm going to be dropping a new guest episode every two weeks, but I'll also sometimes drop a shorter solo episode in between as part of the podcast's 
my process series, a new thing I'm going to be doing where I share a bit about my personal processing around a specific topic so that we really continue with this theme of integrating the self-work, the therapy work into everyday life. If you haven't caught the two-part bonus episode I did uh, on this theme of integration with my dear friend, Trang Pham, I highly recommend those episodes. And I want to keep sharing more about what does it actually look like in real time, uh, you know, in the context of complex relationships, in the times when we do get activated to do something like practice solo polyamory, for instance, or to not act from a place of our anxious attachment tendencies and shift to a more secure attachment where these things are no longer theory or practices we do in our little self-development bubbles, which are great to have too, but now we're having to do it when it's the hardest. So I want to share more of my own process with that with you all. So to never miss an episode, you can subscribe to the Soul's Work Podcast on our new YouTube channel at the Soul's Work Podcast. If you are here, hit subscribe and don't forget to like this video. Take a second and do it right now. And you can also follow the podcast on your favorite podcast player, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We are on most of the things and you can find all the episodes from season one onward there as well, as well as on the website, thesoulsworkpodcast.com. And okay, y'all, this is my call to action for your support. If you enjoy the show, feel like an episode really resonated with you. If you learned something new for yourself, I would really love for you to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Podchasers. A lot of my reviews, I uh, would say, praise the show for how candid, open, and non-judgmental we are here. One of my favorite reviews says, the Soulsburg podcast takes an approach to some challenging subjects that immediately puts me at ease. I don't sense a lot of judgment, just honest sharing, suggestions, guidance, and most of all, hope that any listener is getting a positive impact from each episode. The Soul's Work Indeed. And thank you so much to everyone who has shared their love for the show. This is most definitely a labor of love and leaving a review is the best way that you can support the podcast and get others tuning in. Last but not least, you can follow me on Instagram at Janice Ho Images and at Janice Ho Counseling. We are also on Facebook at The Souls Work Podcast. All of the links will be in the show notes for you all. All right, as I mentioned, our first guest episode of season four is out. It's an incredible conversation with Denise Chung where we get deep into all things trauma healing and practicing solo polyamory. So I will see you in that episode soon. Thank you so much for tuning into the Soulsburg podcast and being here with me. Lots of love. Peace. <laughs>